So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. Hello, and welcome to Everyday Connection with your hosts, Rico Shields and Jean Victoria Norlock. Bringing your inner life to your everyday life. Welcome, everybody, to this July 25th, 2013 episode of Everyday Connection. I am, again, Rico Shields, and to the northeast, some distance that she looked up, Jean Victoria Norlock. How are you, Jean? <laughs> Was I'm... it 1,500? And, I don't know. I have 1,500 and, and, I don't know, 22 random. I don't, it's change. a really random number, yeah. but that was from, yeah, and changed, but that was from Montreal to, to San Jose. So, ah, Well, that's still probably know, pretty There's. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, where are you from San Jose, and where am I from Montreal? It's close well, enough. Little, yeah, it's close enough. Come on. When you're a quarter of the way around the world, that's close enough. <clears throat> I think That's so. That's what Columbus Absolutely. said. He still found the new world. He just didn't find what he was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the way of it, though? Really? That's <laughs> well, you know. Here, you thought you were looking for. We got something better for you. It's all brand new. <clears throat> They'll name things after you. <laughs> the story of so Columbus is not about discovery. It's really just about a life. <laughs> you thought you knew uh, what you were looking for, but but we got a surprise for you. Instead, we got this for you. Uh, but yeah, it's been an interesting Absolutely. day. It's been an interesting period. Been lots of interesting goings on, hither and yon. And uh, gosh, if we yeah, did, if we try to banter about it, that would be a whole ninety-minute show. So we can't really hardly even get into it. It would. No, we can't. We could. We could take this from both ends of the spectrum because I know everybody's feeling it. It was interesting to me today to go to um, see my favorite esthetician in town. Um, so that my daughter could get her eyebrows done and stuff. And to have this lovely little young person say, um, yeah, I don't get it. Everybody's moods are all wonky and people are like just randomly quitting stuff, but, you know, not fulfilling their promises. Just there's no motivation. Nobody's got any inspiration. They don't know what they want. They don't know what they need. They, they're just in limbo, and then she looked yeah. at me, and I, it has to be something to do with the polar shift. Looking at her, going, "Wow, you know," because she does not listen to shows like ours. She doesn't. Um, and I'm just looking at her. I'm going, "Okay, cool." So if you know and I know, that doesn't much help us. But oh my goodness, how do you how do you think the rest of the world is feeling, right? The, <laughs> yeah, the poor have people that haven't why. got a clue. Um, you got to fear them. Um, so I guess really we don't really have anything to complain about about this this being in limbo thing. 
this um, feeling a little lack of motivation and and I got you know I I think I mentioned I I saw something about it some time ago like two or three different people posted about it like a week ago and hadn't seen much about it lately and I think it's because we're all not motivated to post about not being motivated <laughs> but right so yeah, well it, it's confusing following that. It's oh, so confusing, so confusing to do what we do and to just look at the girls and go, what? Um, but what we do and what we've been doing for so long, it's all, all about inspiring this shift in consciousness. And so this is an interesting epiphany that occurred to me while I was watching CTV news, of all things. Yes, I'm watching the news again. Why? Because if you look at our news these days, there's some good stuff there. Um, apparently, there's an epidemic of random acts of kindness sweeping Canadian cities. So i got to give a shout-out first to the Tim Hortons bandits. They've so far hit four cities. Um Three, I'm wondering if they're not connected because and, it was the same amount of money dropped in all three cities, and it's a large sum of money yeah, for now, explain you know, the average person. The anti-bandits, <laughs> the Tim Hortons anti-bandits. Yeah, well, basically they're going into these Tim Hortons. They're early in the morning. They're giving them some dollars. I can't remember the exact amount, but it works out to exactly 500 large coffees. Uh, the first city they hit was Edmonton. The next day they hit Calgary, and today they hit Ottawa. Now, right on the heels of them hitting Ottawa, or whoever this person is, or these people, or maybe they're all strangers, and who cares? It's awesome. Either way, you look at it. Some random dude walks into the Tim Hortons and bears 100 bucks down in front of this massive line of people and says, until the money runs out, just give them whatever they want for free. Um so it's an epidemic of random acts of kindness, which, quite frankly, my friend, and here's where the I don't feel like doing anything comes in. Right, right. I knew it was coming. Job. Yeah, well, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> it's the kind of job you don't mind getting worked out of, right? And uh, We've been down. We're never going to run out. Of, we're never going to run out of awesome humans. You know, this is what we do. We get people on the radio and tell them how awesome they are. And remind everybody that listens how awesome they are, and you know. So we got almost seven billion more shows to do. We'll be we'll be working for a while, but but, but the feeling but some the need look around at the world inspire. Yeah, because where's the we get yes. those guys on? It's open letter to the Tim Hortons bandits. We won't even identify you. Just come on the show and talk about how much fun it was to go buy eight hundred dollars worth of coffee for people. Because I and, have and to me, it's not just guys. It's it's not just. I I gotta mention this because I saw this on CTV news. This is big news right now, and it's the first time in a really long time that I've seen something this cool being big news. Um, so, but to me, it's not just about these guys. It's about the effects that they're having on the people that are interviewing them, interviewing the people that are receiving and being on the good end. Every single person they interviewed came back with, you got to pay it forward. That was their yeah. answer to this free coffee was, I have an awesome day now and i got to pay it forward. So this is a chain reaction that these guys have started. And who knows, like this guy in Barry might have heard about the first one in Edmonton and been well, inspired. And, and who knows if maybe these, you know, there's a whole chunk of these 500 people getting the free coffee 
that were feeling in limbo and uninspired and didn't know what to do, and they're suddenly inspired to do something cool because Tim Horton's bandits inspired them, you see. Right. By by living there. And I... Light and shining their light inspired. It's it's catching this happiness thing. Really, you should try and infect as many people as you can. <laughs> it is. I was I was really stuck in limbo. I was stuck in limbo to the point where I'm asking my esthetician, my little twenty something year old esthetician, what? And like you know, like I'm this is how I'm feeling. And she always brightens up my day. There's something about her. She's got this golden, beautiful personality glow about her. Um, and she's like, yeah, it's just it's got to be the polar shift. It's got to be the shift. It's got to be. It's an energetic thing. It's just it's every, hitting everybody. And, I, you know, I'm looking at her and I'm thinking, you know, here I am sitting here beating myself up through emails. I'm not doing this. I'm not making videos. I'm not blah, 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 blah. There's a whole lot of not in there. Um, when I should be just appreciating the fact that I can freaking relax now because we got this. And that's yeah. cool. And we've been saying it for two years now, but... To be seeing it on such a large scale now is and just, just so many things from the from the from the small that you spot hither and yon to these big things that are hitting the news. There's just it's it is. I mean, it is, and we could put a period right there. It just is because uh, it, it's becoming it it's becoming obvious, and uh, so it's. Uh, also even entertaining to see those that, you know, are still talking about something else, you know, because it's funny. Because it's like, really? You've been looking around, keeping up with current events, <clears throat> you know. Right. right. Uh, I'm, I'm just, I, I just, I'm so, wow. Because who yeah. would have thought that a news article on CTV News, of all things, would lift my spirits and just bump me right back up right before the show. But it did. And so that's, you know, confirmation for me that our world is so going in the right direction. And I have to say, and not to segue towards having a guest or anything, but, you know, for a long time we had, some of us had the 1111 thing going, or we'd see a string of things on bumper stickers, road signs, you know, the synchronicity thing. And and, uh, as little signs of confirmation, you know, I, I I used to call them love notes from home. And um, uh, yes. and now you can have these. We don't have to have these little tiny. They're still fun to have. I still see them, but but to have these really big, bright, you know, hey, look, cool stuff over here. And um, uh, so it, it, it is. It's interesting. And um, and I know that uh, that our guest will have interesting things to say about it because uh, uh, the eleven eleven uh, became quite a thing in her life and uh, in fact quite a thing and uh, I know that uh, some of our folks tonight have seen her TEDx talk because I I posted it 15 times in the last two days uh, just to be irritating no. uh, and uh, it really I was, so, was a brilliant talk though I was struck by it, was so it. I saw the talk 15, 20, I, I, 30 times right I I, I, watch, I subscribe I get all the notifications they uploaded a new video and I watch them, some of them, most of them know. And I watched this and was just so inspired. I was like, find find her. Where is she? Bring her to the show and let her inspire our people. Because it's just, well, it was breathtaking for me. And so we're uh, honored and privileged, as we always are, 
to have with us tonight Simran Singh of the 1111 Magazine, 1111 Radio Show, and uh, now the Rebel Road. And we're going to hear about all those. How are you, Simran? Welcome. Oh, my goodness, my heart is so full. Thank you for um, posting my TEDx talk so many times and just having me on your beautiful show and um, just just being part of what just happened there. It just was good. It was good. And that's what the world is. There is nothing but good. It's it's just like I say, it's nice to you used to feel like you had to kind of filter through things to find the one, you know. Oh, there's, see, might be some ickiness, but look, there's good. It's still going on. It's just, it's hitting the front page. It's good stuff. Well, what's so beautiful about what you just talked about, and, and that's what conversations with the universe are about, is the conversations come in all kinds of ways. And if we just pay attention to what's going on in the moment or what we're hearing in the moment, it's leading us to the next steps. And what you talked about is this, this experience of oneness that is starting to happen. And what I have interpreted over time is we start out unconsciously and we see these little tappings that we kind of notice and we think, huh, that's kind of interesting. That's showing up. It's showing up again. And we ignore it. We just pass it by. And then it starts to repeatedly show up like my 1111 did. And then we start to really look at it and go, well, that's kind of a coincidence. It's showing up again. Uh, that doesn't mean anything. And then it starts to show up so much or other things start to happen and then it becomes synchronicity. But we have kind of stopped at that point and said synchronicity is this magical thing and don't you love when that happens? But now we are evolving into that next place which is beyond synchronicity and that's when we actually believe the magic is real, that we're so connected and that what we're doing and how we're doing it actually affects everything else and is a mirror for everything else. That's oneness. Those Tim Horton bandits have moved beyond synchronicity and they are an example or a mirror or conversation of oneness to all of us. And how beautiful is that if we would look at everything in that way as a mirror to show us who we really are? Because it's not just about the bad stuff and us identifying, okay, where is that in me? I need to identify that in my inner landscape so I can do my part to shift the outer. But look at this good stuff that's happening too. Where's that in me? And how can I amplify that so it increases the changes in the outer? So that it's it's exciting what you just talked about. Uh, you've you and just summed up our show. Exciting way to look at it. <laughs> find the yeah, find the positive and magnify it. We bring people that are awesome. Tell them they're awesome. We've been known to say we get paid to love people because it just you know. And it does. It, it, it's well, exponential. You hear, and you it's hear about all the self self improvement stuff, right? You got to work on yourself. You got to look for the things that are the mirror that you did, and it's like you got to wrestle that thing to the ground and fight it. It's just, <laughs> I, but we we flip out on the other side, and you're like, you focus on all the beauty around you and all the goodness and all the 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 amazing stuff that's really going on in our world. If you really open your heart and your mind and your eyes to what's going on in our world right now, it's pretty astounding. If you if you're looking in the right place, then you're seeing some some stuff that that you would never expect to see happening in this day and age, but it's happening on a global, massive scale, unlike anything we've ever been witness to before. And when you take that and see that as a reflection of your inner self, that totally changes the dynamic of you. So I love the way you just put that because it shifts it. 
Yeah, and it gives you a measurement as to where you are. I, I actually love the darkness. I love all of the dense emotions. I think that they have purpose. I think they're as beautiful as the ones that are light, and I think that we have to embrace all of it to be whole because I don't think that one can exist without the other. What I do believe happens is when we embrace that part of ourselves and when we allow ourselves to integrate that part, not clear it out, not fight it, not tear it down, but to integrate that part of ourselves that is showing up as the mirror, as the terrorist act, as the act of violence or rudeness or anger or depression or sadness that shows up in front of us in many different ways, as the act of graffiti on a wall, uh, toxic water, gas spills, all of that is just a mirror for us in the way the world speaks to us. And when we let ourselves see that part of us and we embrace it and we say, okay, where am I toxic? Or where am I spraying graffiti everywhere on other people's lives or onto myself? Or where am I being a terrorist in my own life? How do I tear myself down? Then we start to work with ourselves in that way and we clean and clear it in a way that all of a sudden the landscape changes. And the more and more we do that, the mirrors change. And then we start to see things like what you were just talking about. So it's such a beautiful measurement as we move through our own process of evolution to gauge where we are. And so rather than judging what's showing up, let it be this magical play and game and experience of how you are to evolve. Because you're really not on a journey. You are the journey. And that's the beauty of it. You are the journey as experience experiencing itself. We'll let that one soak in a minute. Experience experiencing itself. Sound bite. Oh, it's a good connection clip. But I sense some movie making coming on tomorrow. <laughs> See there, all that limbo and lack of motivation. What happened? And um, I was waiting the, for some um, Well, it, but you know, it's been said for so long, so many ways. Uh, you know, love experiencing itself, the universe experiencing itself, God experiencing itself. Uh, pick a name, any name. George experiencing himself. Um, but it is so true. It's it. Even the quantum physicists anymore can't really prove that anything's here. But we can prove that we're having an experience. And if we get out of the way of um, the way we've been thinking, because we've been thinking that we are human beings, or we've been thinking that we are spiritual beings having a human experience. And what I have discovered for myself is I call myself a human being, but this is really a spacesuit. This is a spacesuit that has gadgets and controls. It has um, different kinds of bells and whistles that let me know when something's wrong. It's not who I am. And then if I want to decide that I'm a spiritual being having a human experience, well, that doesn't really quite cut it either. Because that means that once I leave the spacesuit body, then I move into a plane where I'm just now a spiritual being moving around with other spiritual beings. But that's more separation. That hasn't gotten me any closer to oneness. So if there's a level beyond that, what if there's the highest level, what would I have to be? It would mean that all of that is actually one immense energy and exciting force that is beauty and knows itself and knows its power. And that would be oneness. Well, for that to be oneness, it would have to be experience, or it would have to be the ability to create in the image of itself. 
And that's what we are. We are creation constantly creating as experience. So we start as a black hole. We move into all of creation, continually creating every single type of scenario that we call good, bad, and ugly. And then we finish out all of those experiences as experience experiencing itself. And then what would result? We would move back into the place of nothingness from that place of allness. So we are really playing an incredible part, each and every one of us, in this amazing saga of the universe's desire to truly experience everything. And I feel like the more goodness that we call goodness that happens, it is moving more towards that allness point of the saga and then ultimately to that point of nothingness, which is what we are. We are everything and we are nothing. It summed up George. <laughs> um, so eloquently, too. Um, it's a crazy story about when I was writing my second book, Simran, and I, I was asking, I was raised in a Christian background, so I was God, the male entity, and the, the, it didn't sit right with me. I was very confused, and I was being given all this information, and I didn't know what quite to do with it or how to take it into context, and then I realized that you know these people that are referred to as Shin, and they always have a name for this entity that they're channeling, and I couldn't wrap my head around this idea of calling that energy God, and I couldn't name, and I didn't know what to do, and so I asked, "Well, what do I call you?" Mm-hmm. And it, they said George, and I, <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't write George. I can't write George because I'll get crucified. That's it. You know. I mean, some somebody somewhere along the line is going to tie me to a stake and burn burn me. I I can't do George. Why George? And they said, well, you mm. give it to the end of the day, you'll know. And a friend of mine called, and you're I you I know you're going to get this because you just explained this so eloquently. But a friend of mine called later, and I was telling her this story, and she started laughing. And she, but when she finally could catch a breath, she said, "You don't, you still don't get it." And I said, "No." She said, "Curious George," and then I got <sighs> it because my concept of God, of the All, is an entity that just wants to experience. It's the most curious energy in the universe because it yes. just all it all it exists for is the experience. So. Curious George made perfect sense in the simplistic, most simplistic way possible. It just dumbed it right down for me, and I had my aha moment. Oh, well, not just Curious George, yes. but from a children's okay. story. A children's story. Yes. yes. Oh, that is so awesome. That is so awesome. And that's that's just the thing. Y'all were talking about how people are not motivated and how – they're not wanting to move and not wanting to do something. And that's so much of a message that I got. And conversations with the universe is about the way the universe speaks to us through many different things to continually guide us through our life experience and um, and how it's not just people that are our mirrors, but actually everything, our houses, our cars, our circumstances, our obstacles, our challenges, plants, birds, everything. And it's all talking to us, telling us exactly where to go, but we're not paying attention. And so I started to get a ton more messages as I was releasing this book because everything increases when you embark on something, everything of that type. And 
it was leading me into creating the Rebel Road. And what the message about the Rebel Road was is that we make too many excuses in our lives not to live our heart, passion, and our dreams. We make these excuses about how we're not smart enough or we don't have enough money or we don't have the time or our partner won't let us fully be ourselves or we're a single mom with two kids or whatever the excuses are, we create these excuses to not embark on what we want and so then we live not really fully impassioned about anything. So how can we be motivated? But what if we let ourselves just dive into the unknown? What if we let ourselves go where we've never gone before? Because what we know about ourselves has only gotten us so far, and that does not support the process of experience experiencing itself. Experience wants to continually create. And when we let ourselves go into that unknown place, when we don't have to know the details, when we don't have to know the plan, when we don't have to control it, when we just let it organically, naturally unfold, because this whole world, this whole life, this whole experience is a self-organizing structure, all of a sudden everything lines up, things show up, the people that are aligned show up, and our passion and our fire to live and motivate and inspire shows up. And that is what is going to create the shift in this world. And how we are going to be supported is we will get continuous conversations with the universe that will keep guiding us to the appropriate people, places, and things to allow that to unfold with ease. This place is really magical. We designed it that way. Because this world, it's not a world that exists for us. It is a world that is us. So I want people to understand you're not in the world You are the world. You're every piece and part of the world speaking back to you about you. And that is the conversation with the universe that you're having. I get a little excited, sorry. (laughs) Oh, well, as as well you should. Get excited, please, carry on. As well, you should. Don't you dare apologize for getting excited on our show. (laughs) We we hear ourselves talk enough. Um, um, But because it is, it's 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 very exciting because it all at once it alleviates good, bad, better, worse, evil, forgiveness. What what's to forgive? Ooh, that was creative. Mm, yeah. You know, we don't go to see a horror picture and then go, oh, we should find the director and lock him up. He's crazy. We give him an award <laughs> for his creativity. And and um, I know it's a stretch, you know, that somebody just had started a war and you know, wasn't that creative. But then again, you talk to some of these people, that was the time they felt most alive in their whole life. And George wants to do that too, I guess, or it wouldn't be there. It seems to me. Well, and all those all those things that happen like that that we want to question why is it happening or that is wrong or bad or you know, what a tragedy. It it only appears because we have orchestrated it to allow us to uncover a part within ourselves that desires to be experienced and expressed. And unfortunately we have become such a desensitized uh world at this point that we have to have some pretty pretty big things wake us up. You know, people talk about uh, a shooting at a school and how that how could that happen and how, you know, we start condemning the shooter. 
But I have this belief, okay, if we are all of experience and we we burst off as pieces of experience agreeing to play a certain part in this play so that others could experience a certain uh, feeling or emotion or expression of themselves that is perhaps unconditional love or compassion or caring uh, or understanding. You know, imagine that particular person that was the soul that chose to be the one that pulled the trigger. Imagine how much they would have to love the rest of itself, the rest of humanity, to be that villain, to be that one that is judged, that is crucified, that is is in every way by most people thought to be the worst thing on earth. But and there's actually a really there will be a space that lets compassion that. come in. I'm sorry? There's no, there's a really good example of that in the Bible that many people miss. Mm. And and it's exactly in alignment with what you're saying. Well, um, if we can get to and that it, place, it just happened to become a I hit think... song. So who was Judas? Judas was uh. that example. Judas was that that one in the 12 who took on that role. Yes. Because that's what was required for him of him. Yes. And what we're missing is we're getting that compassion in the moment for all the people that have died. We're getting that compassion for all the parents of children or other pe- other people involved that, that have had to pass. Um, some might be getting the compassion even for the, the villain and what they had to go through to become such a being. But then what happens is after a few months, is it forgotten? Where does the compassion go? Do we go back to our numbed state or do we hold on to that same caring that reached out to those families or reached out to the community? That's part of what I think is trying to be uncovered here with many of these types of conversations with the universe that are happening. And if we would just allow ourselves to open and extend into that a little more, a little longer, and see ourselves as that as well, then all of a sudden we'll see a different type of landscape. We won't have as many of those experiences but there's a churning happening that has to happen right now, which means those types of experiences must unfold to allow us to align to what now our expression desires to be as experience. And it's higher than it's ever been before in terms of what it wants to create, which is why we have Tim Horton Bandits. Right. And it, it, look, at the, look at the natural, look at the, just this Hurricane Sandy that went up the east coast of the United States. Horrible death and stuff. Horrible, horrible. But horrible? The outpouring of compassion, the number of people who became neighbors, who became communities, mm-hmm. and, 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 and many of whom have desired that for a while now that they've seen it, they're doing everything they can to try to, you know, extend it and carry it on. It, you know, nothing quite inspires the community like disaster, sadly, but that's kind of perhaps what opposites, seeming opposites do is, you know, you smack a little disaster, compassion must spring forth for balance. And and uh, because it certainly has, things like that have caused, you know, we've had things that have caused global outpourings. And, uh, and to me, that's just amazing if, that anything that can get, people around the world, it doesn't even have to be a majority, but people, blips on a map that would cover the globe, 
all thinking in one direction at one time. Wow. Now that's something. Yeah, and that's that illustrates that self-organizing system that we are. I mean, it really does work that way. There's a reason that things are crumbling or might need to crumble. Maybe it's because we're holding on too tight. Maybe because we've tried to control a situation to where it's not its natural form anymore. And it's too constricted. It has to be birthing in a bigger way. And and that's why uh, so much of this rebel road is such an exciting thing because you know, people look at me and they say, what are you doing? I look in the mirror myself sometimes and go, what are you doing? You're, you're going into this unknown. You're, you're planning this 66-city tour. You're supposed to be getting on stage. You have no show planned. It's not ever supposed to be the same thing. It's supposed to involve other people. It's supposed to illustrate people that are a rebel in their own lives and willing to live in this place of trust without having to plan. Is this truly possible? And in the last three weeks, I, I had 66 cities picked out. Nothing planned, no dates, just months and cities. And said, this is what I'm doing. Can't really tell you what it is. It's completely unknown. I can't explain it to you. I can just tell you it's all about trust and not planning. Will you be a part of it? Will you support it? Will you help to create this so that we all can see that this really works? And in the last three weeks, all of a sudden, half the tour, all of a sudden there are places to go. There are people to see. There's, there's things forming. There are people coming together that want to create and celebrate and when you spoke earlier about, you know, you're going to be out of a job because of the, 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 there's so much inspiration, there's no need to talk about inspiration anymore, but I think it evolves into a different thing. I don't think we celebrate people enough, and that's part of what I love doing is celebrating people through my magazine and radio show. And, and I love how you guys initially, I felt it, the celebration that you have for the human spirit. What if we lived in that kind of place? In that kind of magic, do you really think that we would even have some of these other things in the world if people felt celebrated and honored and loved in that way? Oh, I think not. I've said on many an occasion that if everybody, all seven billion, felt loved, accepted, and supported where they are, as they are right now, nobody would kill anybody or blow anything up anymore because fine. It's almost yeah. always universally a, a demonstration of pain. Yes. And people they are were in pain, and so and they I, mirror it back. How, no, they are. But that's what how the do? show started, was that we woke up one day and went, holy crap, there's, look at these people out here doing all this stuff. Well, let's talk to them. Let's bring them on the air. Let's find out what their story is. And and it ranges from the uber successful, quote, unquote, whatever you want to use that word for, to the just broke out, never even published their book yet. People. But, but they're living their passion. And in that state, living your passion and being true to your heart and following your dream and your vision, regardless of where you are, on your own personal journey, come talk to us. We want to we want to talk to you. We want to celebrate that idea with people because we think it's really cool. And when I say we're out of a job, it, it, it's referring to this old idea of we have to wake people up. I just don't believe that anymore. I can't bring myself to get there anymore. I can't accept that as being truth because the way I'm seeing it, they're popping wide awake all around me 
having little happy dances going in. And we've never, really, in two years, we've never really planned guests. They just pop up somewhere. YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. Always. Phone call. Friend of a past guest. The schedule stays pretty full. And... uh, because we don't go hunt. We don't do research. And uh, they just keep showing up. And Cause we just keep work. telling them how awesome they are. <laughs> yeah, that would. Well, I agree with you in regard to, you know, I, there, there's there's not a healing that needs to happen anymore. I've really gotten an insight lately that we are, most are one between wounded and mastery. That we've really gotten out of that place of being truly broken. I, I mean, I get that there's some people that are stuck in their stuff. But for the most part, I, I feel that people have left that place of extreme woundedness and they're moving towards their mastery. The thing is, uh, if, if we step into that mastery, knowing that mastery that we already are, because everyone is already a master walking. A master is not someone that has miracles pop up everywhere they are. A master is someone that is able to navigate life as it shows up without being affected by it and to continue on their course. That's what a true master is. And so we're it's it's time for those masters to now come up and that's part of what happens is we start to get these messages, we start to get these tappings, these consistent things that keep showing up that, that we kind of take notice of. And they're really a communication from the universe telling us one specific thing, whether it is seeing eleven or one eleven or eleven eleven like I did for so long, um or whether it is seeing a certain bird or a certain color or a certain conversation keeps popping up in your in your life. All that is is a communication that the very basic of it is trying to say something bigger than you is going on and it's got your back. And in this moment, whatever you are thinking or feeling, take a pause because you're being asked to follow your heart. You're asking to be to look beyond the illusion into something that is the true reality. You're being asked to move in a way that's different than you were, more consciously rather than unconsciously. And you're asked to now be a, a being of light that you have always been. And so this conversation with the universe, once you say yes to that, once you say yes to that spark in your heart, that passion that has been sitting in the gut that constantly comes to your mind or constantly fills your heart when you think about it, but then you say no. When you say yes to that and one little step, then all of a sudden the universe will bring you another conversation or another set of symbols and signs that will let you know here's the next step here's some open doors here are the people that need to help you and then the synchronicities continue and it is just this series of listening stopping saying yes acting and watching again for the awareness of the next conversation to show up this really is a beautiful dance that we are all living and I can guarantee that the greatest messages come through the challenges and the obstacles. If we can look past the face of an obstacle, we'll find that the actual gift is a message that is embedded in there, and it's usually in the subtle details that we overlook. So often true. It's it can be in the little subtle things that that I find if I'm not being here, now, present, if I'm off somewhere in my head, uh, in the back halls of memory or the front halls of imagination of futures or things or plans or it must go like this, you miss, I miss those little subtle things when I'm, you know, you see the big, big 
red flags maybe, but the subtle things that often have the most the, the deepest message, I find I miss them if I'm off somewhere, if I'm not here. Well, the beauty is we have them all of the time. They they are constantly coming. I know that when I uh, was embarking on even recently the Rebel Road, you know, and I was given this vision and and I was told to do things I've never done before, like singing and humor. Never done those types of things before, and thought, well, this is crazy that I'm being asked to do this. I don't know how to do this, and I probably will be horrible at it, not knowing if I could. I asked the universe, and in the book I always talk about that if you ask out loud, there's something about the vibration of your sound. There's something about hearing the question out loud. It does spark the conversation faster. So I ask out loud, if you really, really want this to happen, show it to me in a way that I can't deny it. And I was driving back uh, home that day from the airport, and in that moment I started seeing cars, license plates. The first one was 999. I thought, okay, that's one of my numbers. The next one shows up, it's 888. I drive a little further, another one passes me, it's 777. I keep on going, another one passes me, it's 666. This continues in order all the way down to 111. How does that happen? You couldn't plan that kind of stuff. There's no way you could get a sequence of numbers to show up in that way. And that's just one of the ways that the communications happen. But can we get less serious about life? Can we drop that? We've gotten way too serious about everything. And we've forgotten to play in the childlike wonder that this creation actually is. If we could get back into the wonderful life that we all have and say maybe there is magic, I'm willing to be aware if it shows up, even if I don't quite believe it exists. Let me just see what happens and start to notice those things you can find some amazing occurrences happening in your life, and it shows up everywhere in such beautiful ways. And that's what I most want people to do, is to reawaken their sense of childlike play and wonder through this amazing conversation with the universe that is continually happening to all of us. It's just that we are not aware of it. So true. You... You look at the two-year-old, the, the toddler that's just getting around, and they find something, and you don't want them to have it, so you take it from them. And they, they're devastated for at least 10 seconds. And then they see something, and, and they're off with that same shiny thing. And, you know, it, it, and, and, and they look at all of them almost like it's the shiny thing, shiniest thing in the universe. And, yeah, so you take it away, yeah. and they're devastated for 10 seconds, and then there's a new shiny thing. <laughs> and and it, it took a long time for me to realize, I guess, when people would talk about that childlike quality. You've got to be more like a child. It was hard for me to wrap my brain around that, and I was a, I'm a big brain, big, big brain science engineering woo-woo stuff guy I was. And so I was always looking for the formula of, you know, which which childlike quality is that, and I can insert it into the computer program, and it will spit out results. And it's <laughs> it's that it's that thing of, you know, run headlong into the coffee table. You know, your goose egg swells up on the head. Yeah. Mom, mom is wailing, and the kid is wailing because mom's wailing, and then pretty soon it's like, but wait, look at that over there, and boom, they're off, you know. 
and, as if they were never injured. Yeah, Oki still takes a few days for the swelling to come down, but they're off. They, you know, next. <clears throat> and that would be curious. Exactly. Cooper, you know, is ooh. Yeah. That didn't feel. I. These things feel better than that. But that was interesting. Okay, next. And <laughs> it, it, it with. With what it would appear to be, anyway, outwardly. They don't communicate with us except with their giggles, but it, it, no judgment at all of what just happened. Something just happened. Okay, cool. Let's go over there. Something else will happen. Yay. It's that's. It seems that simple. And uh, and I think that's tough for, you know, big brain people to get their, try to get their thoughts around because there's just not much thinking to it. Well, we're conditioned. We're conditioned well, I, to 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 live a life of completion, really. I mean, if you think yeah. about it, or you know, it, that curiosity is really kind of beaten out of us because you must finish this task before you go on to the next task, and that's not organized, and that's you know, sc- scatterbrains. One of my favorite words. Um, well, Daydreamer. Scatter- yeah, maybe. Kitchen deficit. <laughs> I I I like having ten things going. I'm, yes, okay, maybe that makes me a little woo-woo at times, but um, I want to be able to wake up in the morning and decide what it is my passion is leading me to do. Is it leading me to talk to people and answer emails and do this, or is it leading me to paint a painting because I paint, or is it leading me to write, or is it leading me to um, make a short connection clip? Whatever it is that my passion leads me to do in the morning, that's what I want to be able to do in life and but we're not we're not brought up to think that that's okay so it takes a while to to accept that within ourselves when we finally do discover that that's kind of fun and cool well and i think when you live that way like you just described at least what i found in living that way and just truly saying okay what is my heart calling for in this moment maybe it's a write an article for the magazine or maybe it's take out the trash or maybe it's play with my child or maybe it's just stop I find I actually get more done. And and it's it's really, really interesting how that happens. And I think if we just lighten up and look at things in the way of the child like Rick just described, then all of a sudden, you know, we can have that person come in front of us and say something and be all angry and upset and we can go into our tantrum in that moment and then we can see something um, walk by, drive by, fly by, that all of a sudden is that shiny object and go, oh, I'm dancing and happy again. I can do this again. But what we do instead is we say, no, I'm going to hold on to that ball of anger that I just got. And I want to I carry that with me and I want it to be my trophy and I want to walk with it everywhere I go until I have this full bag of trophies that I can carry and prove to myself that I have you know, had all these things happen. And all it does is bring us down and make us more serious and make us dense and then we wonder why we're unhappy and we're depressed and our lives don't look the way they look because we are now attracting more people into our life just like that to try to get us to see that we're dragging all the prior people behind us. And it's, 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 it cracks me up sometimes when I look at the things that we create as human beings. I took a trip to Machu Picchu and led a group this year, and there was this one woman, and she kept having these different things happen before the trip, and I mean, everything was happening. This was breaking down in her house, and and then, you know, another accident happened, and this accident happened. And then she gets to the airport, and her car blows up. 
and she's introducing herself, and she says, I just want to be in my power. That's all I want. I want all this chaos to stop, and I just want to be in my power. And I started laughing because I said to her, you want to be in your power? Look at how powerful you are. It takes a lot of power to blow up a house and blow up a car, and you did that. Now can you channel all that creativity in something else? And people don't realize it's your power either way. It's how you're using that power and what you're wanting to do with it. But lighten up in the process because it's, if you're so serious about it, it doesn't serve you nor does it serve the rest of humanity in any way that's, that's going to support this evolution that we're all undertaking. Enlightenment. Lighten up. Yeah. Really? <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's central to the thing, and uh, I in one of our one of one of her finest works of clips. It's said in there several times. You know, there's just not anything that serious going on down here. You know, don't get all freaked out. Little of that, you know, Texas comedian uh, that said, "It's just a ride, really. It goes up and down, and fast and slow, and it's bright and noisy, and it's just a ride." Everybody take it easy. It's fun. Should have more fun. It's just a ride. Well, I talk about the senses. Yeah, I talk about the senses and how we've missed out the the importance of the final two senses. Um, We know the others, which we don't use to their full extent, uh, because they actually, to be multisensory, they would cross boundaries. But then there's the sense of intuition, which believes in the magic and taps into that magic. And the seventh one, which we never use in its appropriate way, is the sense of humor. And that is another way to detox rather than having to process and work hard and cry and, you know, do all this, the ways that we've been taught to uh, heal ourselves. The other way of elimination is humor because it's just as integrative as crying. So we have that choice. We have that choice to use humor, but too many people use humor as pot shots or to hide their sadness or to uh, disguise something rather than allowing themselves to just be able to laugh at themselves, laugh at what they've created, uh, find the humor in a situation rather than being so serious about it. Amen to that. Another famous George, George Carlin, one of my favorite guys. <laughs> yeah. He'd see stuff that he just Hands thought down. was favorite ridiculous. Of all time. How- how could anybody do that? But then he would just go, but really, when you think about it, it's hilarious. And so then he would get up and tell everybody. And uh, I used to say, George doesn't have to work very hard. He just watches and he goes, look at that. And then t- tells everybody. And everybody else goes, yeah, that's kooky. <clears throat> and uh, uh, because it is, it is, it's all, if you think about it, the most horrible things that you think you ever endured, you look that, that are now somewhere in the past, you generally look back on them and find something funny about it. Or you're still kind of stuck in there, you know. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I think humor is... We get shows that start sounding serious sometimes, and then I, I usually try to say something totally ridiculous. <laughs> it's true. We even have a boom just in case. Well, you know, gotta keep the heavy weapons. 
need to have because a drum it, kit. It, well, it, it 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 does. It can dispel. It it can really, it can dispel even the, you know, lack of motivation, limbo. I'm I'm not sure what to do. You laugh about it. You laughed it's about it. It's a shiny at, object. Yeah. yeah, it's a shiny object. It's like, oh, we can laugh about it. That's fun. Oh, yeah. Then you see yeah. something else fun instead of seeing something else icky. It's when you vibrate icky, that's about all you can see. And if you're vibrating funny, happy, you see more happy. It seems to me that we look through that those goggles of our self-vibration, and, and that's what we see. Because I know people that still, they look around at the world and it's, everything's horrible. And I don't see that at all anymore. But is the world any different? Or am I just looking at it differently? Mm. Did you really change the world or did you just, you know, Wayne Dyer, when you change the way you look at things, things the things you look at change? Absolutely. It's all about choice and perception. Mm. Choice and perception. Jean's, some of Jean's favorite terms right there. I've heard choice and perception yeah. from well, you before. Where are we? Are we halfway yet? We are. We seem to be having that Absolutely. halfway walk. So I, perhaps we'll we take do. a brief break and uh, and have some uh, healing-type music. music. Mood music? Woo? A little woo? Sure. Uh, you always just play the drum kit. Or, you know. <laughs> we, we even have a doorbell. Um, no, this is going to be our dear friend Ina V. Uh, with her song, Earth Prayer. I can't think of anything else to play in a conversation like this today. Um, I don't know if Firebird would, would possibly work, but uh, I got the Earth Prayer on me. And... Uh, so, uh, song based loosely around uh, Ho'oponopono from Hawaii. Uh, and uh, we hope you'll check her out at enavie.com. That's enavie.com. Because she does some amazing philanthropic stuff with the funds that she earns from this one song. So, check her out. We'll be right back. Stay with us, folks.
Welcome back, everybody. Uh, that was our dear friend Eno V with her Earth Prayer. And uh, the not fun part about the slower internet here in Costa Rica is, I used to always have Jean on the Skype line with me, so you could, I could. She often sings to that song in the middle, and uh, I miss that now. 
And uh, so, Aww. you know. Do you want me to record heard, it for you? Oh, uh, yeah. I always threatened to do that. I, I always used to say I was going to unmute her, and then blog talk out of thin air came this thing where blog talk started making a beeping noise when you unmute, and I was like, "That's not fair." And there you create that because I always get my way. Safety device. <laughs> yes, you do. And speaking of getting your way, um, we never officially started the show. I suppose with our two-year tradition, it was an accident, and then people said, "Where'd it go?" So. It's become the, our trademark. Well, we only have one question and two-part question, and that's it. We don't plan our conversations, and we find the brilliance only comes if you don't plan questions in advance. You're getting off topic. Well, first, I think what? it's really, I, I think it's really, I think it's really fitting that the, the particular guest that we actually don't ask the question um, happens to be the. Heart child behind Rebel Road because that makes sense, right? Um, that what's new energy of you know whatever happens happens and that's really cool. The that only y'all have asked I'm that question two hundred and fifty times. Right. The only reason I'm insisting on asking the question tonight is I am very curious, having spoken to her for an hour as to what her answer will be. So this is strictly curiosity more than anything. Um, rather than Blame having on, to to the format of the show, because what is this format thing? But I'm curious. I want to know what she's going to say. <laughs> Me too. Really? Me too. I really so let am. us have it. Um, Hit us with it. It's a hard one, Simran. Are you ready? Uh oh. Is she there? That doesn't sound ready. Well, I think she might be making tea. <laughs> no, no, she said I'm I'm back. She actually typed in there that she was back and all of oh. that stuff. Maybe we got disconnected. Oh, okay. Let me see. Um Maybe. Says we're says we're connected. No, not she's now asking, do you not hear me? No? Not hearing sound. Um I'm not let me just uh, disconnect and you call, her? call her right back. I don't have a mute. I've I've looked for it before. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I'm really getting my way because now you're going to call her back and I'm going to get to an- ask the question when you call her. <laughs> it, it'll be the first thing that happens after we're reconnected is the question gets asked. That'll be interesting. Oh, Hi. Do you hear me now? Yes, we do. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, my goodness. You know, I think I think the universe was trying to let people know a message, and I think that message was that sometimes silence is a good thing, too. <laughs> sometimes it's the best answer. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but I would love to hear the question. I, it feels like I'm on a game show, and I'm just anticipating what this question would be, so I'm tick, ready. Tick-tock, tick-tock. I, I, I really just want to know, who on earth are you, and what do you do? What was that question? What was the question? <laughs> See? Silence was the best answer again. I'm telling you, we're getting communication here. <laughs> That's a real message oh. the universe wants to put out. I didn't hear the question. Really? Who on earth are you? Do you? 
Yeah, who? Gosh, I didn't hear the question again. Yeah. There's something that happens every time you ask the question. Well, we we we. I'm in Costa Rica. She's in the Laurentian Mountains in Southern Quebec. We. <laughs> George plays with our connections, too. So uh, I am a rebel. I am a rebel. Okay, go ahead. I, I'm going to get the, the question. The question is, who on earth are you, and what do you do? Mm. I am experience experiencing itself in the creative expression as the publisher of 1111 Magazine, um, which is a life enhancement magazine that came through me. It came through me at a time when I was going through one of the darkest periods of my life and everything had disappeared and I had no idea who I was and I was completely the walking dead, completely numb, robotic, a workaholic uh, that had no clue as to who I really was because I had piece by piece given myself away over time and all of a sudden I had no identity because I was in an arranged marriage uh, cultural influences, a lot of things that were placed on me rather than really being me. And at that time, I went into a very deep depression, started seeing the numbers 11, 111, and 1111 20 to 25 times a day, uh, got to the point where it frustrated me so much because I didn't know what it was, and I was not sure if I was going crazy or if this was a communication, and it felt like someone was trying to tell me something that I did not understand and so I angrily yelled out loud, either tell me what these numbers mean or make them stop. And in that moment, 1111 Magazine came through, every word, uh, the cover, everything that it was, and I heard the message, do this now, you will heal and others will heal. And so I chose to create that, which I've created since 2008, and I give that away for free to humanity to support anyone that wants to access information that might support them. And then that led to 1111 Talk Radio, and uh, it led to me discovering more of this conversation that happens with the universe in many different types of ways, and that it's not just one symbol here, one symbol there, but that if we actually paid attention, we are being spoken volumes as a conversation ensues throughout each day uh, as, as we move forward, and that enhances our intuition, and it enhances our connection, and it enhances our expression. And I came to the point last year where I left that 18-year arranged marriage and I decided to dive into the unknown to go on a 66-city tour called The Rebel Road uh, to be the rebel. And that came about because I was listening to my messages as I was going through this divorce and I was trying to create a safe environment for my two children, a 3-year-old and a 12-year-old. I was going to get a house for them and make life very practical and very safe as I continued my life in the manner that we are told we should continue life as I did my work for the planet. And on the day of the divorce hearing, uh, I had a contract on the house and I was sitting down afterward and I got the message that I was doing exactly what everyone does. I was being too practical and I was buying a house and I was setting up the exact situation that for me would create all the excuses that I needed to not live fully my life and not live fully my heart's desires. And that rather than I had missed the message, I had I'd missed the sign, and instead I was buying the sign. And so I stopped and thought about that and realized I couldn't buy the house. But the key message in that was the house sat on Rebellion Road. And that is why it is called the Rebel Road. So if you ask me who I am truly, I'm once again at a place where I have absolutely no idea who I am because I'm now willing to dive into the unknown Simran Singh, 
the one who has never been embarked upon so that I can see how truly expansively creative we can be and how truly connected we can be. And my personal reason for embarking on this rebel road is because of my personal life through all of those years and creating the magazine and the radio show, it has been very safe for me to stay behind the computer, behind the phone, just enough and distant enough from and I'm at a point now which I think a lot of people are at and it is I want to be with people I want to look into their eyes I want to see this divinity walking, moving, singing, dancing speaking, playing, laughing and I want to celebrate that as I move throughout the country so that is who I am Well, you got your answer, Jane. <laughs> what do you think about all that? I got a little more than I. Yeah, I'm just taking it in <laughs> on a personal level. Sorry. So I got it. I got it. No, no, no. Thank well, no, you. No, very on awesome. Personal level for um, delivering a message that I haven't been listening to the answer to for the last couple of weeks because I've been having mm. some really wonky crap going on internally for the last couple of weeks and as beautiful as that entire answer was the most important thing I got out of it was I don't know them so it's time to embrace that idea again because that's the most fun I've ever had is when I yeah. just said I, I don't have an identity and I'm just going to take whatever comes um, and so the radio show has been my identity, my authorship has been my identity, my home, my everything that I have and am living now has been my identity. And I've been walking around thinking I know who I am, and in the last couple of weeks I've really been feeling stuck. But right now, in this moment, I just had this massive epiphany. that Here's this beautiful young lady just come along, and I don't know who I am. I I want to get back to that. So thank you, because that's uh, what I'm going to do. Back to that and see what happens. Well, you're quite and welcome. I, I think good. you know we started off about how there's a lack of motivation in a lot of people, or people are getting stuck. And I, I think it's because we do stop creating and we stop discovering that unknown self, because that's what we find exciting. Um, and too many people get caught up in the definition of fear that they've been given, because just like you were saying earlier, you know, we're conditioned into things and fear is something that we're taught. It's not something that we know, but we learn it because we see it when we're children. We see people reacting in a certain way and they tell us it's fear or they think it's fear and we energetically pick up on that. And so then when we start to have the quivering in the stomach or the heart pounding or the gulp in the throat or the skin tingling, we right away decide, oh my gosh, that's fear and we attach that old acronym to it that has been used forever to describe what fear actually stands for and what i want people to understand is that is the wrong definition of fear fear actually the acronym should be feeling excited about reality feeling excited about reality because if you think about it when you're in excitement what happens you have a quivering in your stomach. You have a heart pounding in your chest. Sometimes there's a, a, a lump in your throat. Your skin tingles. It is the same experience. It's just we've been taught to call it something else. And what we've been taught to call it 
stops us in our tracks. So what if we just looked at it as excitement? And what if we looked at the unknown in a different way? Rather than letting us get afraid of it, think about getting a gift. Think about how excited you get when someone hands you a wrapped-up present. Think about a surprise party or some kind of surprise and how amazingly full your heart gets. Think about getting a present. Think about the present. Thing. It is the gift. It is the surprise. It is the present that you are being asked to live right now. With each of us is being asked to live right now. And when we step into that, what happens is we spark that unique genius that is still inside waiting to burst. And when we let that unique genius come out, it is the puzzle piece that will connect to the other puzzle pieces that are meant to be around it to form something different that will then be the inspiration to some kind of problem that we've been focused on. So rather than focusing on the problems of the world, all of a sudden if we're all focused on our passion and our heart and the unknown and the discovery of that, you can't tell me that the inspirations to solve all the issues of the world won't come about. It has to. This is the organization of the fractal family that we have been waiting for so that the synergy births that is truly the change, the evolution, the unfoldment that we have all been awaiting and celebrating and excitedly speaking of. But it's not something that has to come. It's not something that has to happen to us. We have to awaken to it and happen to it by stepping into the unknown. And being the example. And that's what the Rebel Road's about. I'm willing to be the example for other people. And I'm willing for other people to come up with me and be the example with me. Because me being the example alone is not going to work. People are going to say, oh, well, she can do that. Or, or you know, this circumstance works for her, but it wouldn't work for me. But if I can show you 12 or 15 other people that are doing the same thing, a mother that's a single mom, a, a CEO that once had a company and then lost everything, someone that just went out and followed their heart, someone that left uh, uh, one career for another, if I can show you those people, you're going to identify with one or more of them. And then all of a sudden you're going to say, well, gosh, if they can do that, why can't I do that? And all of a sudden we become catalysts for one another. And in becoming catalysts, we become examples for one another. And in the process, we celebrate one another. And that is the world that I live in. That is the world that I choose to expose to other people so they can live in it too. That is the world that you both are living in because you're celebrating people. And I applaud you for it. Are you coming to Montreal? You know what? I had Montreal on the list. When I did the map thing and my fingers were guided to where I was supposed to go, I had Montreal on the list. And I have these couple of team members that came forward to volunteer, and they're like, you don't want to go to Montreal. There's not a community in Montreal. There's nowhere for you to go to Montreal. And I'm like, I want to go to Montreal. I was guided to go to Montreal. Plus, they have the coolest bug museum, and I want to go back and see that bug museum. So I would love to come to Montreal. I need to find a host venue, and I need to find a community there that wants us. I'm an hour and 15 minutes out of Montreal. Well, I'll come. You can come play. In, in, <laughs> in the middle of a I'm community gonna, of people that are just about as awake as any community I've ever seen. 
Well, Every, well, everybody, you, everybody you run into, right, Jean? Well, they'd come to Montreal. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I walked into a brand-new store that opened up down the road, and this lovely bean is standing behind the counter, and we got into a talk and about it's it's all one, it's all love, it's all blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, hi, <laughs> sister, where have you been? She needs to, yeah, she needs to have, like, Google Glass and film everyday connection just every day when she walks around because it happens all the time up there. It's, it's starting to happen to me all the time and down here in are, Costa Rica. It's happening right now. Let me tell you. Let me tell you how this works, so that your listeners can hear this example. Because I'm speaking with these couple of people that have, that are really being so supportive and helpful in trying to organize this, but also saying, "How is this going to happen, Cindy? You, you've got this idea, and it has no frame, no structure. We can't explain it." And you're asking people to trust it, and we don't know how to get people in some of these cities because we don't have the contacts. And there happens to be a city that I was guided to on the list called Missoula, Montana. I've never even heard of Missoula, Montana. I don't even know where Missoula, Montana is. But as I went through the map in my guiding way, I found that was where my fingers stopped. And so I had it on the list. So she brought up two places. She brought up Montreal. She said, I don't know anyone in Montreal. I think you need to skip Montreal because there's really not enough of a group there. And this Missoula, Montana, who's who's in Missoula, Montana? You don't want to go to a city like that. There's going to be nobody. And I said, well, I just feel like, we're supposed to be in those places, but we'll just see what happens. And she said, I can't get you lodging there because people are offering lodging. And the very next morning, I woke up, and on Facebook, there was two. There were two emails to me. And one was from a woman from Ottawa. And she said, if you need a place to stay, I have two cottages between Montreal and Ottawa, and you are welcome to stay within them if you need places to stay after your shows. And then another email came, and it was from a woman from Missoula, Montana. And she said, I've just donated to your Rebel Road. I believe in this cause. I will offer you a place to stay, and I will help you set up whatever you need here. And I called up my ladies, and I said, see, the universe wants us in these places. And that's how the magic happens the universe will drop the ideas into people's head and will always conspire on your behalf. But you just have to say yes. You just have to be willing. And you have to be uh, able to be flexible so that it can move and you can move with it if there are certain changes that have to be made. But this is beautiful. Here you pop up and you're saying, can you come to Montreal? And that's exactly how the beauty of the universe is. All right, Jane. Well, as yes. soon as you said you it, a name popped up in my <laughs> a name popped into my head. Um, Peter Kettenbill added into my head, so I will give him a call tomorrow. Awesome, awesome, and it gives me a way and to because he is in touch in my magazine. He he is in touch with the community there because he is um, an eco sustainable architect. Mm, beautiful. Big fan of Buckminster Fuller. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, see, look at that. Who knew? Who knew? Some Who knew? some guy sends you, you know, friend request and you're hey, thanks for the friend request. I'm like, Hey, I'll do you one better than that. Would you come on our radio show? <laughs> just happens his co host is, you know, in in the woods, but in the woods right outside Montreal. That's where she flies from. That's where she. That's the big town. So look at you. Yeah. Look at us. 
we are all yeah. just part and, of the conversation. And if I that is fabulous. And the family just grows. And if I don't, and I don't know where where the venue would be, but I know people who would. You know what I mean? Like I. Well, I'll here's just the idea. Reach out to a couple people exactly and say, "Hey, you meet her." Yeah. Yeah. And, exactly. And <laughs> that's what I was now. Saying, Jane. And that's just a perfect. Well, that's just a perfect example. You know, the perfect example of how we can come together as community. We can celebrate each other. We can allow the magic of the universe to bring things together. We just have to stay in that place of excitement and wonder. And the other thing that I have discovered in the course of this is, you know, there's so many people out there that are trying to figure out how to reverse aging and how to, you know, have more energy and all this kind of stuff. I have noticed, especially in embarking on the Rebel Road, that I'm actually reverse aging. I look at myself in the mirror, and I look younger now than I did a year ago, than I did two years ago, than I did five years ago. So I feel that when you truly dive into something that you're passionate about, you create a funnel of energy that you access, and you return to the inner spirit of the child, but it also does something to you physically that allows you to look and feel younger. So this is the fountain of youth, is diving into the heart. It is. The body can only reflect the energetic frame that you have. That's your deal with the body. So, you know, people say, well, the body has these tremendous healing powers, but you've got to activate them. No, you've you got to quit deactivating them. You've got to quit giving it a funky example. And when you're in that spot of joy where you just, the next shiny thing, you're like the two-year-old. The gigantic swollen spot on your head doesn't hurt. It doesn't <laughs> slow you down. It doesn't make you think fuzzy. <clears throat> Besides, thinking fuzzy might be fun. <laughs> Not forever. <clears throat> so we want to be sure that everybody knows how to find all of the uh, information. I know that your uh, website is probably a central hub at uh, Simron-Sing, S-I-N-G-H. Simron is just like it sounds, S-I-M-R-A-N. Well, just like it sounds to me. Uh, other folks <laughs> other folks in Texas where I used to say, was, no, that's Simran. That's Simran. Yes, you are right. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> fortunately, I had... A, you know, foreign language teacher that insisted we learn vowels. He said, everybody says the vowels different except us. So you're going to learn this. It's different. Um, and then, of course, there's www.therebelroad.com uh, with the list of towns, the a video describing what she sees, which is a very loose framework, you know, it's like that think outside the box. What box? We don't got a box. What box? Where box? That's when you feel a lack of motivation is when you've gotten to the edge of the box. You're stuck against the wall of the box you built around yes. yourself. So hop outside the box. And just so people know, the Rebel, yes, and the Rebel Road is something I plan on streaming the video, streaming it the entire way, sharing it with people so that wherever you are, if you're not in North America or going to a city that we are in, there's a way to participate in these conversations and experience something because it's not just going to be a show. It is, is me allowing other people to be involved so that I can spotlight them, so I can celebrate them, so that you can see all of the beauty and the good and the people that are being the rebels in their own lives, and they're doing something amazing. 
And you can see that taking place all over North America so that you too can say, I can do that. I can do what I need to do on, in my place in the world. And then I'm going to do six extra free issues of 1111 Magazine this year so that every city that we cover, you also have kind of a journal to follow. And, and if there are people that you want to reconnect with in a deeper way or you want to read their stories or you just want to see pictures as if you're part of the Rebel Road, this is a movement. You're coming on the road with me, whether it is physically or whether it is um, just following along in, in the ways that you can I'm inviting you to be a rebel in your own life. And that's not about fighting anything out there or inside. It's simply allowing yourself to be love and spirit and energy and excitement and not letting any limitations or excuses hold you back any longer. Take that. (laughs) Oi, day, eh? (laughs) <laughs> she keeps giving. She keeps giving me places that are just hard to follow. It's like I know it's time for me to open my mouth, but wow, hopefully something will come out. <clears throat> semi something brilliant, something I don't know. Um, gee, I had to. Uh, I love it. I love it. And uh, uh, so, yeah, definitely sign up. It's right there on the top of the page so that you can get all the updates, because this is going to be an amazing adventure, I can tell. Uh, and, uh, and of course, keep track of us. We will have the uh, archive up on our website uh, this weekend so that you kind of get a double shot at it. The archive on Blog Talk will be up within about 10 minutes. Uh, and we just want to shout out to our podcast listeners, because there's thousands of you, and there's only two of us, so we have to shout a lot. <laughs> Hi. Um and uh, we're just glad that you're all over with us. And uh, and do check out our website, everydayconnection.me, and uh, and our page on Facebook because we have an Indiegogo campaign running. We we also have lots of cool people coming that just keep showing up. We again, we just like we don't plan questions, we don't plan guests. That's how we end up with guests that we don't know anything about, so we can ask them questions like you would. Um, who Born do we rebel. Have? Rebel. Yeah. It's, how do you do this thing, radio show? I don't know. So you have this morning meeting, you talk over coffee every morning, and that's where you discuss your plan for the day. Y- y- well, yeah, sort of. It's where we talk about, not really. Are we going to take a nap today? No. Uh, it's kind of like that. Uh, but let's see. Next week we have, on Tuesday, Dada. Not, well, I'm going to have to figure out how to pronounce that over the weekend. But better known as the Monk, the monk Dude. dude. And uh, then we're going to get some yoga in the – is that going to be a midday show? Yeah, 1 p.m. Eastern on uh, Wednesday. Get some yoga like instruction stuffs. And then August 1st is yet a surprise to both us and you. And uh, I love it when that happens because we've had that happen several times where – we should be freaking out because nothing's happening, and and then something beautiful always happens. So, um, but something beautiful seems to happen every time we pull up our stools around the campfire here. So we hope you'll join us again. Uh, and I just want to extend tremendous appreciation and gratitude to you, Simran, for sharing your time, talent, and treasure with us and with the world. Oh, it's been my honor to be with both of you. I really, really appreciate the time and the space and the place to have this conversation with you and 
I think you're awesome. I love this was this was such a fun conversation to have. So often the interviews are so interview-ish. This was a really fun way to do this. So thank you. Anti-interview yeah. show. Interview. <laughs> Rebels. Rebels. Yeah, we are an anti-interview show. <laughs> they 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 used to and talk about a, rebel without a, a cause. Show where you talk. We're just <laughs> rebel just because. Just because. Oh. <clears throat> but yeah, we do. We just sit around and and chat. It's it, it when we don't try to figure it out is when the brilliance really just comes out. And uh boy, there was a bunch of it tonight. So thank you again. And uh we hope everybody has a wonderful weekend and can join us again Tuesday. But until then. To our mother, to each other, and especially to yourselves. Stay connected. Good night, everybody. We hope you'll join us again next time. Until then, visit our website at everydayconnection.me. And please like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Everyday Connection. Think you might miss an episode? No problem. Subscribe to our show on iTunes by searching for Everyday Connection Radio. Subscriptions are free, just like your Everyday Connection. question of your life the only question before that question how do you find the perfect ring to ask it with with the incredible selection of diamonds at jared and our price match guarantee you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love visit your local jared store today and dare to be devoted we promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer see jared.com slash price match for details so you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details.